lovely listeners. It's time to jump into another episode of My Sister's TBR, the podcast where fantasy and romance get cozy in the world of books. I'm Stacy, the one with the obsession for all things fantasy. And I'm Rebecca, your guide to all things romance. Get ready for some laid-back book chats, character gushing, and plot dissecting as we take you on a bookish journey. Grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's dive right in. Nosedive right into the thriller month, <laughs> which I think we both, uh, uh. I don't think we did very well with this this month, and <laughs> I really think that we need to... <laughs> Uh, focus more on what we're what we're used to. Our spicy I want romance. the romance back. <laughs> <laughs> but we gave it an honest effort, I think. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. And we tried to branch out. It's just, I, I can't do it. I'm not. I literally <laughs> wasn't even really looking forward to reading this month. And that's so shit. I know. I think I read more thrillers. At like any other time of the year than when we finally yeah. decided to make a thriller month. It's a responsibility. And I was yep. just like, nope, my brain was just having none of it. <laughs> I I hate the way I work. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But it was good though. It was a good month. Um, it could have been better. <laughs> but Hey, we're here. We're at the end of the month. We made it. And now we get to go yep. back to our, our romance. <laughs> we've got uh, we got good things coming up next month. So that's that's what uh, that's what's been fueling me getting through this month is knowing what's coming. Oh, my tomorrow. God, yes. Uh, so I started out Thriller Month really strong. And I know I touched on this in our mid month because I was currently reading the second book, which I still haven't gone back to. Um because once mm. again, it became a responsibility and my brain was just like, eh, I want to do everything else in the world but read this book right now. Yep. <laughs> That's not saying it's a bad book, but because, I mean, I rated the first book five stars. Uh, and that's The the Housemaid by Frieda McFadden. I devoured this one. Like, I just ate it up. I don't know if I read the description for it, but for anybody tuning in, for this episode i'll just go ahead and read it over again <laughs> uh so like i said i rated it five stars it was a great great book this was the second frida mcfadden book that i've read it's 329 pages and uh the the plot is welcome to the family nina winchester says as i shake her elegant manicured hand i smiled politely gazing around the marble hallway working here is my last chance to start fresh i can pretend to be whoever i like but I'll soon learn that the Winchester secrets are far more dangerous than my own. Every day, I clean the Winchester's beautiful house top to bottom. I collect their daughter from school, and I cook a delicious meal for the whole family before heading up to eat alone in my tiny room on the top floor. I try to ignore how Nina makes a mess just to watch me clean it up, how she tells strange lies about her own daughter, and how her husband, Andrew, seems more broken every day. But as I look into Andrew's handsome brown eyes, so full of pain, it's hard not to imagine what it would be like to live Nina's life. The walk-in closet, the fancy car, the perfect husband. I only try on one of Nina's pristine white dresses once, just to see what it's like, but she soon finds out, and by the time I realize my attic bedroom door only locks from the outside, it's far too late. But I reassure myself, the Winchesters don't know who I really am. They don't know what I'm capable of. An unbelievably twisty read that will have you glued to the pages late into the night. Anyone who loves the woman in the window, the wife between us, and the girl on the train won't be able to put this down. 
Oh. And it's true. I mean, I was just, I think when we talked about it, I had mentioned that it had, um, like, Verity vibes. Yep. The spooky feelings. Mm-hmm. Very much. And it was easily just as good. See, oh, I wish I read that instead of the thrillers that I read because, <laughs> yeah. Well, pick it up now one of these days. Now that is not like a necessary for the podcast to just True. leisurely. It's on Kindle Unlimited, so. Okay, maybe I'll take a look. Yeah. So, like, were were there times where you were, like, literally on the edge of your seat, like, nervous? Yeah. Uh, and there was a, a very prominent part towards the end, which was, like, the really big twist. But um, it actually made me feel a bit, like, physically ill. Oh, my God. It was pretty, it was pretty descriptive. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's really hard to talk about this book without giving away too many spoilers. But all I know is that Nina had me fuming. I could not fathom how another human being could be so awful mm. to somebody that they just employed to help take care of their house and their children or child. And, like, just, she was the absolute worst. And there were times that I wanted, that I wanted to just close the book and just be like, I need more patience before I pick this up again. (laughs) But then within seconds, I'm just flicking through to the next page because it was so good. But I found, uh, since this was the second Frieda McFadden book that I read, that she is really good at these plot twists. Mm, I like a good plot twist. Yeah. And like, I've read three so far by her. The third one i'll talk about after but they're all they are all like the weird twist that you could have expected from the beginning but you don't Mm -hmm. just because it seems okay i don't know i don't know it's it's weird interesting it's a different feeling that you get once the yeah but other than that like it's an incredible read right from start to finish it was just like an experience Mm. highly highly recommend Yeah, I've seen quite a few of my friends reading that. But it's funny that you just said that 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 book gives off vibes of, um, not vibes, but it said that if you are a fan of, it listed Mm -hmm. a couple of books and The Wife Between Us was there. That was my first read for this month. (laughs) Oh, well, that's convenient. That's a nice lead in. Yeah. Yeah. So was it good? Um... This is the one that I was, I was currently reading this last episode, so I did talk about it then, about how confused I was. Right, right. We were optimistic that you were going to straighten it all out. Yeah. Were we too optimistic? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Okay, so The Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. Pekinen? It had 346 pages, thriller, again, obviously, because of our thriller month. But I listened to this as an audiobook, and I don't know. I think I'm not able to listen to audiobooks if they're a bit on the more complex side. (laughs) Like, compared to a basic romance that my brain is used to. 
if you know yeah. what I mean. But at the same time, I don't know if there was something missing with the audiobook. I don't know if it was missing saying like then or now or a certain date, whatever, because right. it kept jumping back and forth between certain like different timelines and there would be no introduction to it. It would just say like the only reason you would know that it was in a different timeline is because she'd be talking about her and her ex husband but they were together you know what i mean so like it would talk oh. about when they were together compared to when they were broken up right so that's the only reason why i knew like after a couple of words i'm like okay shit we're gone back however many years now yeah there was no leading like lead into it so okay let me just read the description again mm-hmm. yeah because i don't remember <laughs> like this okay it okay hold on let me just do it <laughs> When you read this book, you will make many assumptions. You will assume you are reading about a jealous ex-wife. You will assume she is obsessed with her replacement, a beautiful younger woman who is about to marry the man they both love. You will assume you know the anatomy of this tangled love triangle. Assume nothing. Twisted and deliciously chilling, Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen's The Wife Between Us exposes the secret complexities of an inviolable marriage and the dangerous truths we ignore in the name of love. Read between the lies. Ooh, it does sound good. That sounds so good. Like, I want yeah. to reread it because I have the physical home. But, like, I need to reread it because I don't know what was going on, but my god i was confused and i don't know if that's just a me problem or if this is a problem with listening to it through the audiobook god but i rated it too oh my goodness oh if that that was being generous like i was so, that's so a confused. rough start to tri- to thriller month <laughs> that took me out for a while like i was like i literally was just sat on my couch and it ended and i was like Wait, what? Like, <laughs> I I don't even know. I just, I remember being confused for a lot of the book. And it's not even like I was being busy while I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just be doing my dishes or literally sat here on my couch, not looking at anything and just listening. <laughs> I don't so know. it had your full attention, but it still just confused yeah. the life out of you. But at the same time, I do find that my brain... I don't have a one-track mind. Mm-hmm. So there could have been times where I was going off on another freaking timeline in my brain with had that had nothing to do with this book <laughs> at all. Anyway, I don't know. I just... Uh, that I sucks. Know. But maybe if you read, like, the physical, it might... It might change. But see, even with that, like, I read this book because it was a thriller. So I thought that it was going to give me the creepy feelings and make me sit on the edge of my seat and all this. Mm-hmm. But no, there was literally not one single part of that book where I was like, oh, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. If anything, like I know one of the subcategories for the genre for this book is mystery. Maybe I would classify it as a mystery, but I do not classify that as a thriller whatsoever because I was not sweating and I wanted yeah. to sweat. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I was trying to find books that would that would do that. 
and uh, I don't yeah. know. I, I, maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places because I couldn't find anything that piqued my interest like that. Like Verity? Like that scene where, you know what I'm talking about? She's on top of the stairs? Yep. That's what I want to <laughs> feel again. Yeah, that was God. bone chilling. Like that's not too much to ask for here. That's all I want. No. Make me bite my nails. Like This is a plea to our listeners. If you have any nail-biting, cold sweats, thrillers, send them our way. Maybe we need, like, horrors here. Like, Maybe. Well, maybe for October we can feature mm. a horror novel. Yep. Not necessarily go, like, a whole month of horror books, but just uh, no. one good one. Yeah, I need to be able to sleep. Uh, I want to not be able to sleep. I want it to be so good <laughs> that I'm incapable of sleep. Bring it on. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's see. My next one was, like I said, another Frida McFadden. Um, one by one. This one was only 295 pages. One by one, they will get what they deserve. A night spent sleeping on dirt and leaves is not how Claire Matchett expected to spend her vacation. She thought this would be a break from the stresses of work and raising her young children, a chance to repair her damaged ma- marriage. A week of hiking in hot tubs with two other couple friends it sounded like heaven. Then, Claire's minivan breaks down on a lonely dirt road. With no cell reception, the group has no choice but to hike the rest of the way to their hotel. But it turns out the woods aren't as easy to navigate as they thought. Hours later, they are lost, hopelessly lost. And as they navigate deeper into the woods, the members of their party are struck down mysteriously one by one. Has a wild animal been hunting them, or is the hunter one of them? But as more time passes, one thing becomes clear. Only one of them will return home alive. See, that is the bone chilling. Yeah, yeah. this had me. Because, like, not, again, not going into any details, because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But the deaths in this book are done pretty well. Like, I was able to kind of picture it, and it was just, uh, like, that's kind of gross. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's what you want. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, there was obviously a lot that I could have picked out that, you know, didn't really make sense or just seemed so irrational. It was kind of like... Not much of it really made sense, but it was just one of those books that you could just keep flicking the pages and just, it mm. didn't matter how many plot holes you came across. It was just, I don't know. It was just a good read. Uh, I rated it uh, four stars. Okay. So it was, yeah. Uh, but again, like one of the reviews that was on Goodreads though said uh, there was six people, six days. And six-person minivan. 666 is the number of the devil. And so it begins. I did not pick up on that reading it. Oh, good yeah. lord. I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I docked one star for noticeable, like, plot holes. And uh, just, like, ridiculousness, I guess. But, again... Just a okay, good quick like what? popcorn read. I can't say because it is actually like big spoilers. Uh like dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. uh like one section saying how somebody died and then like the next page it's not the same way that he died. Oh. 
Yeah, like there's like obvious error in it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. But again, still good. That was the two thrillers that I read in August. <laughs> okay. Um so you read more than me, so you talk about another book. Okay. And then I'll go. Um <laughs> the next book that I read was Carrie Soto is back. By Taylor Jenkins Reid. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I know I have complained about this book to just about anybody who would listen. And I'm sure Chris <laughs> is, was totally sick of hearing me talk about how much I didn't like tennis. <laughs> so this book, I rated one star. It <gasps> took me forever to get through it. I have been seeing oh so my. many good reviews on this book. And literally the best I could give it was one star. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was 384 pages of tennis. That's it. <laughs> tennis. And Spanish. Who wants that? <sighs> and Spanish? Yes. <laughs> Let me read out the description. But like Taylor Jenkins, Reid, I love her so much. And I've read numerous books by her now that have been like, I just instantly loved her books. And I thought that she was going to be one of those authors that I will just always know if I pick up a book by her, I'm going to love it. Mm. That was yep. so far from the case with this book. <laughs> okay, I'll read the description before I go into my little my little rant. I've been waiting oh, for this. Carrie Soto is fierce, and her determination to win at any cost has not made her popular. By the time Carrie retires from tennis, she is the best player the world has ever seen. She has shattered every record and claimed 20 slam titles. And if you ask her, she is entitled to every one. She sacrificed nearly everything to become the best, with her father as her coach. But six years after her retirement, Carrie finds herself sitting in the stands of the 1994 U.S. Open, watching her record be taken from her by a brutal, stunning British player named Nikki Chan. At 37 years old, Carrie makes the monumental decision to come out of retirement and be coached by her father for one last year in an attempt to reclaim her record. Even if the sports media says that they never liked the battle axe anyway, even if her body doesn't move as fast as it did, and even if it means swallowing her pride to train with a man she once almost opened her heart to, Bo Huntley. Like her, he has something to prove before he gives up the game forever. In spite of it all, Carrie Soto is back for one epic final season. In this riveting and unforgettable novel, Taylor Jenkins Reid tells a story about the cost of greatness and a legendary athlete attempting a comeback. Okay. So like I said, this was just tennis. I thought that it was going to be like her life, her romance, her relationship with her father. And then tennis. But this mm-hmm. was tennis. And then like a little sprinkle of everything else here and there. And then more Her, tennis. Yeah. And then just more tennis to back it all up. Why not? Um, <laughs> it's my fault. Because maybe I shouldn't be reading books about sports that I'm not interested in. Perhaps. Uh, so this is... Just to put it out there, too, this is the book club book for the physical book club that I'm in. Mm. I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be because this is the first book that I'm reading with this book club. 
So I think I'm going to uh, cause a scene. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, there's parts in this book where her and her father are talking to each other in Spanish and Taylor Jenkins Reid makes no attempt at giving us any sort of translation or like imply what they're saying. So, so it's if just... you want to know what her and her father are saying, you need a dictionary or you need to Google what is being said. What? I thought that was a huge, huge issue. I felt like, I, I don't know, maybe I was missing a lot of it because there were parts that I just physically couldn't read. I mean, yeah, you're definitely missing something. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I will say that her relationship with her father, it started out very strange. Like, it's not like your normal father-daughter uh, relationship. She was very driven, like, one-track mind. She wanted to be the very best at tennis, and that's that. And mm. then her father being her coach, he sort of just always seemed like her coach, not her father. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, like... After she's retired and all that, like, like, yeah, then you start seeing more of that father-daughter dynamic. But even still, it just seemed so off. I didn't like Carrie. To me, she mm. felt like she had absolutely no depth. It was just all tennis. There was, there was nothing oh, else to God. her, to her personality. It was, it was so, so hard to connect. So, yeah. I have a blog post on our website about that one as well. If anybody wanted to go read my more coherent ramblings, it's all there. Did you hold anything back on that? Uh, I candy-coated it. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I I still... Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. It, I felt ruthless about this one. <laughs> You felt very strongly about that for a whole month. Mainly, I think it's just because I felt so, so let down by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I was just... She did you dirty. It was devastating. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'm the only person in the entire world who feels that way because there are so many five and four star ratings on this book. Which is so weird. Like, for them to be so high and then you yeah. just, your little one is just there. Yep. <laughs> God. I'm surprised you yeah, finished it. I know it. Ilsa rated it a two star. Okay. And yeah, oh, I would have DNF'd it if this wasn't a book club book and I wasn't planning on actually going to the the first meeting. I would have DNF'd it in a heartbeat. After like five pages in, I would have been like, no, I'm not even. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> uh, but Victoria rated it four stars. So I'm really interested to know like her thoughts on it. Interesting. So when is your Maybe I missed meeting? something. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be next week, so I don't even know if I can make it, because uh. it's going to be the week that Chris works evenings. Shit. So. Yeah. But maybe I'll message her and just be like, yo. Yeah. What do you like about this book? <laughs> Give me your me. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your next, uh, next one? Okay. So I actually just realized something. <laughs> so remember in our last episode, 
when I was talking about the book that I found downstairs in our like the laundry room in the apartment building that I live in. Uh, so it's book nine of the Louise Rick series, The Lost Woman by Sarah Bladell. Yep. So I found this downstairs and it's a thriller. So I was like, heck yeah, like I'll read this for this month. Because um, like the main thing that I seen here was count on spine. It's like a a review or whatever on like the front of the book says count on spine tingling suspense from Sarah Bladell by Sandra Brown. And like, I've seen her name quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I have um like four or five, six maybe books of hers. Okay. I, yeah, I knew I seen her, uh, her name somewhere. Um, but anyway, little did I know that this is book nine of the series. <laughs> Are they standalone? They must be. I don't be. know if they're standalone. I was also confused reading this book. <laughs> not not like super confused. Not as confused as The Wife Between Us. But I don't know. It just, I, mm, I don't know. I also didn't really like this one. I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if maybe I read the other eight books. <laughs> maybe. But. It just, uh, it just, I don't know. It didn't, nothing stood out to me. It wasn't a thriller, even (laughs) though it's classified as a thriller. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know. Like, and there's, there's no way that it's like actually a thriller. And then I'm a wimp. I get scared easily. So it's mm-hmm. not like these books are like, you know, like I got thick skin or something. But actually, I'm looking at the genre now and it did say mystery thriller. So maybe it's more on the mystery, more mystery side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not feeling these <laughs> thrillers that I read this month. <laughs> <laughs> and they must have like really put you in. Uh, a book slump. Yeah, the only thing that's getting me through this, like I haven't really read very much lately, but the only thing getting me that's going to get me out of my slump is our next month featured read. I know that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just couldn't connect to anything in this book. I didn't. I don't know. Mm. I just. Eh. Eh, throw it across I the can't room. even. Yeah, I can't even discuss very much with this because i don't have any opinions on it i don't have any strong feeling i don't know it's just okay book nine seems so (laughs) i can't believe (laughs) far-fetched it it must be like one of those books that is like the same detective or whoever like the same main character but all like different situations or scenarios or whatever yeah yeah maybe following the incredible success of sarah bladell's number one international best series best sellers the forgotten girls and the killing forest louise rick head of the police department's elite special search agency charged with missing persons cases returns in sarah's latest twist-filled suspense novel a housewife is the target of a shocking, methodical killing. 
shot with a hunting rifle through her kitchen window, the woman is dead before she hits the ground. Though murdered in England, it turns out that the woman, Sophie Parker, is actually a Danish citizen who's been on the missing persons list for almost two decades, so Louise Rick is called on to the case. Then, in an unexpected twist, the police discover that Sophie had been reported missing 18 years ago by none other than Ike, Louise Rick's police colleague and lover. Impulsive as ever, Ike rushes to England and ends up in jail on suspicion of Sophie's murder. Completely blindsided by Ike's connection to the case, Louise is thoroughly unsettled and sick with worry, yet she must set aside her own emotional turmoil if she hopes to find the killer in what will become her most controversial case yet. Hmm. So did you find that there were any parts of the novel that, like, like surprised you or did it just fall flat the whole way through? I don't know if it's just my mindset, but I just think it just fell flat. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I love my romance. Give me the spicy, not even necessarily, I don't even really, I do need the spice. Yes. But I could go without it. It could be closed door. Yeah. I just need something. I that just it did nothing to me. It did nothing, and I know it's a thriller or a mystery or whatever the heck it is. I just <laughs> I need more excitement than that. Like, mm-hmm. God, yeah. Okay, so we. I tried. I tried. Yeah. I tried. At least I rated the two thrillers decently that I read. God, I need to read those <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Do you still have Kindle Unlimited? Yeah. Yeah, I need to try giving uh, some Frida McFadden a try. Yeah, Caden was using my Kindle for a while there, so that's why I couldn't really go with anything better. So what did you read next? Oh, <laughs> my next read was um, my book club's book, Starbringer by Tracy Wolf and Nina Croft. I... Okay. Loved this novel. Uh, I listened to the audiobook, Ooh. which was so well done. The narration was just on point. Um, the entire novel is done in like each character's different perspectives, and so in the audiobook, they were all voiced by different voice actors, mm. which made it great. I absolutely love that. <laughs> I rated this four stars. The only reason why I docked a star was because it started out slow mm-hmm. and I I get why it starts out slow because it's a sci-fi fantasy romance. So it really has to bring you into this world and, you know, there's a lot of nitty gritty when you're, when you're building a world that's like sci-fi fantasy, you really have to have that slow period at the start to you know, get, dip your toes into the world and... everything set up. Yeah. 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 So I get the world building had to be there, but it was really, I think it might have been the 30% mark where it really picked up for me. That's not, like, too bad, but, yeah. It really amped up after that, though. Like, the drama, the excitement, the action... The romance, it was, mm. 
like chef's kiss. It was just so good. Worth the wait. Yes. I won't read it like the whole description because I did that the last episode. I'll just give like kind of a rundown on it. But it's basically uh, the Breakfast Club meets Firefly. Mm. I love the Breakfast Mm. Club. (laughs) So it follows seven different characters. And uh, they all end up on this one ship after this big explosion happens, like, where they're all at. And they all end up on the spaceship trying to escape and get away. It follows each of them. It explains, like, their histories, their connections to each other, if they had connections to each other. And um, some plot twists in amongst it all. And uh, basically, they end up being wanted, dead or alive. I won't go into too much detail, because I don't want to give anything away. So they're all, like, just running, basically, in spaceships. (laughs) It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I just felt like the writing was done really well, and it was spicy. And we like spicy. (laughs) Okay. Shit. So that was after... Carrie Soto, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a nice... Yes. You must have took off running with that. <laughs> yeah. It ends on a cliffhanger. There are going to be a, more novels, but not oh. anytime soon. Oh, sad. So, yeah. But I remember, like, I finished this book again at work, and I just sort of sat there. I was like, like, how do I get <laughs> over this this hangover now? But oh dear, oh I love that yeah. so much. There's some really cool uh, elements that she brings into the book, and I really want you to read it so we can actually talk about it. Really bad. Okay, I will read it. I promise. <laughs> yeah, like there were still with Starbringer. Like I, I know I rave about it, and I think it was a great, like a well-rounded story. I thought that the romances that were involved were really good but like there were still some issues with like writing or some things that just could have been expanded on more some things that could have been really condensed oh geez but that's just more so like nitpicky Mm -hmm. Uh, i do know like i see a lot of people saying that they dnf'd it oh yeah which sucks but I mean, I get it. I mean, it was kind of but a, see, it was a rough start because it was slow paced and you're thrown like a lot of information. Yeah. So I get that, like that might not interest a lot of people, but if you stick through it and you just get past that part, then it's just action. Well, I DNF'd Aquatar twice. I DNF'd it once. Didn't even realize I did. And now look at us. Yeah, now we're Akatar girlies. We're all a bit the fae. <laughs> look at us. Uh, mm. Speaking of Akatar, that is my last read of August. I finally finished A Court of Wings and Ruin, book three. I didn't even know that you finished that. I would. I seen the comment on our post, <laughs> and I was like, "No freaking way!" <laughs> so I um 
I was about halfway through and I started listening to the graphic audio for it. Mm-hmm. And that just, it's literally like a movie playing in your brain. It was phenomenal. And I know I've talked about the graphic audio a bunch in previous episodes, but I started listening to it at work and I had like six hours left to the audiobook. And before I know it, I had like two hours left to the audiobook. And then it was only like an hour left to the audiobook. And I was like, oh my God, like this is one weekend and I'm actually just going to finish it in two days of work. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I cried so hard. The ending to Aquawar, like, you are going to be absolutely wrecked. Get the tissues ready. I don't want it! It's, it's not... <laughs> it's not necessarily, like, a bad wreck. wreck. Okay, shh. It's just... Oh, it was so good. I want it. I I'm gonna reread it. It's still not my favorite out of the series. <laughs> Aquamath is still my favorite out of the three so far. Oh. Uh, so in case nobody realized, I rated it five stars. Naturally, because <laughs> the whole series is going to be a million stars for me. Yeah. Dang it, I should have that done soon. Like... There were some times that I would pick up the novel and it was at such a slow part in the story that it was just like, this is almost grueling to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it didn't last as long as I thought it was going to last. Literally, I was mere pages away from epic, crazy, mind-blowing. Uh, and it was at that point then okay. that it was just smooth sailing like i could not it stop listening yeah okay so i um i don't know i'm just like i'm not necessarily putting it down because i'm not interested in it or it's in like a lull i just i'm not ready but there's still two more books i know but that's only two <laughs> there's still so many more like throne of glass like all of those books and then it's like the crescent city book so there's still so much yeah but it's not reese <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh i know i know i'm gonna have the biggest heartache and book hangover when i'm done these books they've been such a prominent part of this whole year really yeah i think it was like our second episode yeah we even named after akatar <laughs> yeah. so i mean that's been such a huge huge yeah. part of everything <sighs> i have to not cry <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine yeah. it's gonna be fine so that was my last my last book of august <laughs> So are you only reading uh, Aqua War now? Yeah, I haven't really read very much this past week, but I am still reading Aqua War. So we've got three books to read now next month. We've got 
our featured read, which I will mm-hmm. talk about in a second. Um, Aka War, obviously. You want to finish that uh, for next month, right? Right? Yes. Nudge, nudge. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Fourth Wing being the book club book again. Yes. And I cannot okay. wait. Oh, my God. You are going to absolutely love that book. I just know it in my bones. Um, in your jelly. So our featured read, which I think is fine to talk about here now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be, I mean, it's no secret because we have been looking forward <laughs> to this book for so long. And we've already done Aww. book one and book two on the podcast. <laughs> going back to Knock em Out, the third book. Knock em Out. <laughs> Things We Left Behind by our lovely Lucy Score. Uh, fun fact, I'm reading another one of her books currently. Oh, which one? I won't talk about it until next month, but no, I can't tell you. Okay, but it's, jeez. I'll give a little hint. It's um, a military okay. romance, I guess. is the Yeah, so it's different for me. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's going okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm not going to read out the description because, again, it's the third book in the series and we don't like giving anything that could be a spoiler. Uh, just that it's uh, Lucian book. Lucian? Lucian? I'm I not sure it, how she... I, I think it's Lucian. I think it's Lucian in this one. Yeah. I don't know. Lucy. That's what they all are to me. Anybody Lucy. that's named Lucian, Lucian is Lucy. Lucy. Uh, so, yeah. I am so freaking excited for this one. Uh, it's released September the 5th, so you have five days to finish every other book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I know we had talked about it, but possibly reading another Colleen Hoover book as well. Yes. I've put her off for long enough now. I am ready. To she have deserves some heart. attention. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I just I'm not ready to be finished her whole collection like how many have you read versus what's left? Um so I've read <laughs> It Ends With Us, Confess, Ugly Love, Heartbones, Maybe Someday, Regretting You, November 9, Slammed, Without Merit, Hopeless, Layla, Never Never, Reminders of Him, Verity. All your perfects, maybe not. It starts with us losing hope, finding Cinderella, and finding perfect. So that's twenty out of out of twenty-five. Okay. So you have five left. I think no. I think I just counted wrong because I only have one, two, three, four. I only have four left. Okay. <laughs> three of lo- three of those are parts of series, right? You've only got one that's standalone? Yeah, just one standalone, which is too late. Okay. And then, yeah, two other, or three others from okay. some series. So maybe we can try to read too late as well by the end of the month. Next month, I mean, like September. Yeah, and that one's also uh, very mature slash dark. Oh, how I've missed the dark. (laughs) 
Mmm, home. Bring it on. <laughs> Content warnings and trigger warnings galore. Let's go. Yep, here we are. <laughs> well, I think that pretty well clues up our um, thriller month that didn't really <laughs> go very far. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't really give us the thrills. And I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> we like our well-worn trail of romance. Yes. Oh. And sprinkle fantasy in there. And it's just perfection. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait to go back. Um, I'm just going to put a little plug in here to say, uh, one, follow our Instagram at my sister's TBR. But also... Uh, we now have a website that we're going to be posting, uh, like, blog reviews of books that is being read. And um, also on Goodreads, there's a group now that you can join to keep oh, track yeah. of our featured reads mm-hmm. and our past featured reads. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to uh, yep. kind of plug that yep. in there a little bit, Good too. thinking. Good thinking. And everything is showing our cute new logo. Ah, we're so cute. (laughs) I love it. Anyways, okay. We're going to go now. Okay. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening.